Hi everyone, my name is Parker Butler and this is Politics with Parker Season 2 Episode 8. This weekly series is about my thoughts on the latest political news and how to get people, especially young people, engaged in politics and energized about the issues that we as a generation are going to inherit. I'm always open to any and all suggestions which you can send via Liberty Wingspan staff at gmail.com. So let's get started. The Supreme Court has now officially heard oral arguments on a case called Gill v. Whitford, which is a case that deals with the constitutionality of a political practice called gerrymandering. So what is gerrymandering? Uh, In American politics, politicians are the ones who essentially draw the boundaries for congressional districts. Essentially what this means is that politicians can really choose which areas are in the majority for a specific party. This practice, which has long been dubbed gerrymandering, is one of the many factors that has contributed to the ever-growing partisanship the state legislatures and Congress have been dealing with. This practice is done by both Democrats and Republicans. As Vox News' Kelly Swanson explains, quote, In 2010, Wisconsin's map of electoral districts was redrawn by the Republican state legislature. In 2012, Republican candidates in the state house won 48% of the vote, but 60 of the 99 legislative seats. Democrats won 51% that year, but only received 39 seats. End of quote. In fact, this situation in Wisconsin was and is so atrocious that it's actually what this Supreme Court case, uh, Gil v. Whitford, is based around. Similar results also happened in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, and North Carolina at this time. In 2012, Democrats won the popular vote for the House of Representatives, but retained their status in Congress as the minority party. But Democrats gerrymander too. Uh, While they clearly control far less of government than the Republicans these days, uh, when they do get in power, they're prone to fiercely rigging the election in their favor as well. You can look at Maryland's 6th District as a perfect example of this. The reality is that, as undemocratic as it may be, it's the redistricting protocols that exist that perpetuate this. And that's where the Supreme Court case comes in. Now, while the arguments in this potentially monumental case have been heard, the decision has yet to be rendered. The swing justice in this case is Justice Anthony Kennedy, and according to 538, uh, quote, by not opening his mouth, Justice Anthony Kennedy may have tipped his hand in one of the biggest Supreme Court cases of the year. If history has any indication, and although it's a handy guide, it's hardly infallible, things don't look good for extreme partisan gerrymandering, end of quote. Now, there are a number of alternatives to the current redistricting process. Canada, for example, has an independent, nonpartisan agency that reports directly to their parliament and draws the districts for them. There's also a ton of more innovative concepts for proportional voting that are interesting to look into, such as Jameson Quinn's proposal for what he calls place voting, and also rank choice voting, which uh, you might have heard of. It's where you rank candidates from one to however many. Um, But if you're wondering how proportional representation solves the issue of partisan gerrymandering and redistricting, uh, Matt Iglesias from Vox explains, quote, But while these different systems all have some pros and some cons, they all fundamentally solve the redistricting dilemma. The main way they do that is by simply making decisions about where the boundaries go much less relevant. You know, most states wouldn't have any districting boundaries at all. A state like, you know, Texas or California, big states, they might need to be sliced in three or four chunks 
but because the outcomes are guaranteed to be proportional, the exact details of the chunking don't matter very much, end of quote. Now, while gerrymandering itself might be seeing some limitations soon, the alternatives offer a lot more transformative possibilities for the outdated system of single-member districts in American politics. This is something that really everyone should pay attention to, as it's a very long-term issue that affects the political system in almost every way. The next time districts are going to be redrawn is after the 2020 election, and the political war for control of Congress and legislatures across the country when these districts are eventually redrawn has already begun. And it's in the best interest of everyone who's not, you know, a partisan, slimy politician that we reduce or hopefully eliminate the room for partisanship and prioritize democracy over our political preferences when we ultimately draw these districts. My name is Parker Butler, and thank you for listening.